everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting over there is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey Dave. Hey. How you doing man? Football's back, we won, all good. <laughs> you got a smile on your face. Just for just for this week. <laughs> cheeky cheeky little long. grin, there you it's go. Last long. Scraping a win, look at you. Yeah, yeah, we can't all be as good as you Dave. So. Nope. Uh, yeah, plenty to go through. We've got the uh, the week eight review slash week nine preview, guys. But before we do that, there is a, a deadline happening um, pretty much as we speak, or probably about an hour after we finish recording, and that is the NFL trade deadline where players can be moved around, uh, shipped about to different teams yep. in exchange for draft picks and, uh, and other players and such. Well, you're going to be standing by for any breaking news during recording. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Your, your hands on the button. Closed my grinder app and uh, got NFL open just in case. <laughs> your hands over Adam Schefter as uh, we speak. That's it. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, back on October 27th, the Detroit Lions acquired defensive end Everson Griffin from the Cowboys for a 2021 conditional sixth round pick. That's potentially a fifth based on certain conditions. Good move for the Lions? I guess so. Uh, I think it helps them massively on the uh, offensive line. Oh, on the defensive line. But he's only been there for a few weeks, hasn't he? Since he moved across from the Vikings. A similar thing with Ngokwe, though. Ngokwe moved yeah. across to... Um, am I jumping ahead on your schedule here by any chance? But, <laughs> no, I think it, no. He, he upgrades them massively. Um, and for not much capital, I think. What they've done is probably brought him in the building, realised it doesn't help significantly. He's taken up too much of a draft cut, so he's been moved across to uh, uh, to Detroit. Yep. The 28th, the Bengals career sack leader moved, uh, that's Carlos Dunlap, over to the Seattle Seahawks. For offensive lineman BJ Finney and a seventh round pick in next year's draft. Yeah, um, Finney's not a bad lineman. Obviously, Seahawks have had Seahawks some jokes have, about their linemen yeah, for a long time. Seahawks but. have struggled in the line, but one of the reasons for that is because they've no had no significant deep threat, so you can afford mm. to pull the man out of the backfield and stick him on the event on the defensive line, which then puts more pressure on the def- on the offensive line, so it makes yeah. it even harder. Um, but you're right. But Dunlap would have left. In the in the off season anyway, mm. so get what you can while he's got a value basically. So it's not too much of a shock that he's left now. And a seventh round pick is nothing. As it's well, not. It's, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, there's that famous stat of sixty percent of your roster is made up by sixth round picks and downwards. Just because by definition in in a uh, a league that has salary caps, and you have to be able to pick up lower players. So it's always worth having a seventh round pick rather than not just because he can turn into a very good player a serviceable player it's a hard cap you're right but Carlos Dunlap was never a seventh round selection no I, <laughs> I agree as well but he would have been gone for nothing in the summer mm-hmm. so a couple of days ago the Jets traded linebacker Avery Williamson to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, so, so the Jets will receive the Steelers 2022 fifth round draft pick in exchange for Williamson and a 2022 seventh round pick so I'm quite happy with this. Obviously, we need some inside linebacker help after Devin Bush went down yeah. uh, for the season. Avery Williamson is a solid starter in the league. He has been since he was drafted uh, f- six years ago, I think it I was. I mean, it's just what you guys needed, more help on your defensive interior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. He played high school in Milan. Oh, Tennessee. Not Milan, Milan Italy. Oh, ah, boo. Correct. Boo. <laughs> what a mistake to make her. Uh, then on the, <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, so yesterday, the Saints continued their aggressive approach toward the 2020 season by acquiring linebacker Quan Alexander from the 49ers mm. in exchange for veteran linebacker Kiko Alonso, 
He's gone to another team. Yeah, the Alonso team. And a conditional fifth round pick. The Alonso trade just didn't work out. So they bought him across from the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins. And of course, Quan Alexander used to be a Buccaneer, so he's gone back to the NFC South as well. Mm. So, good move. I like Colin Alexander. He's one of you my. Do. One of, I'm not going to say my favourite players, but one of the players I do have a fondness for, I think. He had a really good season last year. Yes. Helped him get to the Super Bowl. Um, wasn't really at fault for what happened there, but, you know. No, I think he's a solid player. Again, he's a he's, he's not even a solid starter. He's better than a solid starter. Yeah. Um, but he reminds me a bit of a Danny Trevathan. Just a guy who doesn't grab the headlines, but is properly solid. A bit like... Um, I want to say a bit like Kiko Alonso about four years ago. <laughs> Kiko's never been solid, like well, in the head. <laughs> no, he's been solid on the field, just has momentary lapses of... Uh, Sanity. Yes. Uh, also happened yesterday, the Titans acquired veteran defensive back Desmond King from the Chargers in exchange for a sixth round pick. King was a healthy scratch for the uh, Week 8 loss to the Broncos, which we'll get to, I'm sure, very soon. Yeah, we will. But... Um, yeah, it's been a bit weird for the Titans. They've had problems at, at cornerback. They've had injuries. Adoree Jackson hasn't been available for a lot of the season. Let Logan Ryan go to the... Well, I didn't let him go. Logan mm-hmm. Ryan just didn't want to didn't sign want to play for... Anymore. Well, he didn't want to sign for anything <laughs> less than... He he and probably half, another half of his talent was worth. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's off to the Giants now. But, I mean, they've lost a lot of players, the Titans, yet they still make it work. Ish. Well... We'll get to that later. Yeah, they still make it work. <laughs> Those are the players that happened since our last pod, Dave. Obviously, yeah. there are rumours all around the place uh, about people like Will Fuller. Um, well, Will Fuller to the Packers is the big one. Obviously, the Packers yeah. decided not to draft a wide receiver. Um, you, they, uh, <laughs> Did they not? Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. No, was, that was kind <laughs> of not said the radar. anything. Um, so, people like uh, Tonyan and who's the other guy? Lazaro. <laughs> Alan um, Lazard Alan Lazard always forget about him so um, Marcus yeah. Valdez Scantling I like he, he's a punt return that's what he is not a punt return well, well he, he is he that's, lines up on most snaps yeah but all he does is go routes too. that's all he does he just plays go routes and um, Valdez Scantling I think you got Equiminius St. Brown as well who, oh yeah sure. um, you got him did he I think he got a touchdown at the weekend or either that or there was a touchdown which was denied for offensive pass interference maybe yeah I don't um, think he scored a touchdown great name though he did not score a touchdown. Only mm. one player in the Packers organization could score a touchdown if uh, Aaron Jones is not available. Yes. <laughs> so, I, for me, it makes sense. It makes sense for both teams because obviously there's more draft capital that's needed in Texas. Um, and oh, sorely. Yeah, and the Packers have to get wide receiver help if they're going to be successful mm. this season. Success, success for them this season is not getting to the playoffs. Depends what they have to give up for an injury-prone receiver, though, because yeah, Brian Gutekunst should be under the cosh anyway after what he did in the last well, draft. So there's there's rumours at the moment on NFL.com saying that the Texans want a second rounder. I'm sorry. We've already said what talent has gone. So as you get close to the line, closer to the end, it's a buyer's market. The price only ever goes down. And there's no way they're getting a second rounder for him. If anything, they'll get a fourth I mean, with his injuries, fourth and someone in return, maybe? Mm. Maybe a third if they manage to push it. It depends. Well, if you're the Packers and you're giving up a third, you're, you're potentially giving up a high third anyway, which is basically a fourth. So you might be right in the fact that they're going to be pushing 25th onwards for, for where you'd expect them to be finishing, probably. So it's it, going to be a high third either way. It's what you're expecting for this season, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, they're top of the NFC North at the moment with a 5-2 and two record. They're the only team in that division with a positive points differential. If they want to push on, 
and they've got a feeling that this year they can actually go for it, then that's got to be weighed into the equation as well. It does, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's that means they're going to have to pay more for him. Because if you look, how how often has he been injured consistently over the past three or four years? Well, I agree. I'm just yeah. saying that you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And if you if you are going to put decent draft capital after him this year, you got to bear in mind that he's an undrafted free agent next year. Mm-hmm. He's at the end of his contract. He wasn't drafted high enough to be able to kick in a fifth-year option either. So if you are picking him up, it's the same as what happened with the Seahawks. Seahawks picked up Jadavian Clowney, had to let him go. Yeah, They paid decent amount for him. We just went, well, we're not going to sign you to this ridiculous contract that you want, so we're just going to have to part company. And it's the same thing with the Packers. The Packers are not going to pay a second-round guy who can potentially walk away for nothing next season. It's just not going to do it, especially when you throw in the injury problems. Fourth round. That's what they'll get. Anyone who, anyone who pays more than that is overpaying. There that's, we what go. I, that's what there I reckon. That's, just, that's my thought. I might be wrong. Listen to Dave, Brian. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> You're never wrong, Dave. It, it yeah. happened once. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the game, shall we, from week eight. There were some really good games there. I want to start off in Miami. Okay. I do, I do. Tua had an interesting beginning to his first start at the Dolphins. A sack fumble by Aaron Donald on his second snap led to Robert Woods rushing a touchdown for the Rams. But a couple of series later, it was the Dolphins' D that stepped up, and Christian Wilkins got a first career interception on Goff. That set up Tua for his first NFL touchdown with a pass to Devontae Parker. And Matt Breed, a fumble, had the Rams in an instant red zone opportunity, but a strip by Manny Logba was scooped up and returned 78 yards for a touchdown by Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, a punt on the Rams' next drive gave the ball to Jakeem Grant, who weaved his way for an 88-yard punt return touchdown. Another pick of Goff by Eric Rowe this time, followed by a fumble recovery by Carl Van Noy, gave Miles Gaskin a one-yard rush touchdown uh, to see the Finns go in at 28-7 at half-time. The second half saw nothing but punts for the Dolphins. The Rams got a consolation touchdown from Robert Woods again, but Miami were always on top and finished the game 28 points to 17. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the stats and take away the headline uh, score, you expect the Rams to walk away with this one. Uh, 471 offensive yards. They get plays 145 offensive yards. (laughs) When it was 28-7 at halftime, you know the Rams are going to come back. You know the Rams are going to outscore the Dolphins Mm. in the second half. You know that's going to happen because you can see what's... The the Dolphins are going to have to run the ball because when you're in the lead by that much most of the time you cannot continue and you're against a better team you cannot continue throwing the ball because the, the opposition will just play lats out football and they'll go for you and yep. so you have to be able to run the ball and the Dolphins can't do Slow that slow the game down exactly the Dolphins can't do that so you knew that the Rams were going to come back but it's just a matter of how much and the Rams just never got going and you're kind of thinking okay the Rams are going to go soon I had them in my accumulator you're expecting okay now it's going to happen now it's going to and it just never did New. and this game was won not by our friend Mr. Tonga Vailoa it was won by their defence and considering the draft capital that they have going forward uh, it's, it's scary it's pretty immense so for anyone who doesn't know because of the Laramie Tunsil and uh, Kenny Stills trade mm-hmm They've got two first-round picks. Um, and thanks to the exploits in Houston at the moment, they're picking about second or third overall. So, yeah, well, uh, top five, I think. Yeah, so it's going to end up maybe... It's going to end up top 10 at least. So they're going to have a top 10 pick, and then wherever they're picking, maybe 15 to 20 or maybe somewhere yeah. around about there. So they're going to have two high first-round picks. This team's just going to get better and better. Yeah. Not to mention they're going to continue stealing talent from New England, probably. Because that's, <laughs> that's what they do. Siphoning off all the beer. Uh, yeah. No, in the, I mean in this game again, it was it was uh, it wasn't the tour show as many were expecting. 
Um, there's been a lot of negativity around to us starting. He didn't look that dynamic. He's not a mover. He's, he can't see over the offensive line. He's going to be forced to become Joe Bre- uh, Drew Brees, which he can't do. Oh just, no, you're forced to be Drew Brees. <laughs> well, well, no. Be, if someone says you have to be Drew Brees in order to be successful, that's a pretty that's a narrow margin you've got to fit into there. But no, I I think he had a fine it's his game. First game. Yeah, I think he had a fine game. I think there was nothing wrong with it. Um, he didn't look special. But he didn't need to. This wasn't and the game still for won, stats. And they still won the game. Absolutely. Yeah, this wasn't the game for, I mean, I loved your your yard stat there, Dave. I've got another one for you. Rams had 31 first downs. The Dolphins had eight. Ooh. Winning a game with eight first, that's got <laughs> to be a record. That's got to be some kind of record, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Their top receiver had 16 yards. Do you remember what we were seeing from the Dolphins last year and the year before, and the year before that as well? They were a penalty machine. Oh, yeah. Mostly because they had Laramie Tunsil. And he <laughs> was a penalty. He is a, oh, it's insane. They had three penalties this week. Mm. That's very Patriot-esque. Yeah. They don't make they don't make many mistakes, the Dolphins. And there's they're no, there's not, no they're not dynamic. Patriot-esque now that wasn't last year. What? The Bucks. Well, that's a different matter. Let's go on to that later on. We will. It's it's the fact that they were dominated in every single facet of the game almost but still came away with a win it's impressive did you you have to dop your hat and just say you won the game doing what you needed to do and that's leaning on the defense you bent but you didn't break exactly let's move on i'm gonna do it dave i'm gonna talk about denver eight, eight first downs and that, that is that yeah. astonishes me eight first downs <laughs> and you won wow i mean i'm gonna let you talk about the denver versus the la chargers dave okay. as our second game a divisional matchup between the two and fours, Chargers and Broncos. A Justin Simmons pick on Herbert's first drive ended with a field goal for Denver. Yep. A messy first half ended better for Los Angeles, though, with touchdown catches from Keenan Allen and Gabe Neighbors to make it 14-3 at halftime. The second half carried on going for the Chargers with a deep touchdown catch from Mike Williams and a field goal made it 24-3. Enter a 55-yard touchdown run from Philip Lindsay to start the comeback. Drew Locke got picked by Rayshon Jenkins before Herbert repaid the favour to Bryce Callahan while looking for Mike Williams in the end zone. We then saw three touchdown passes from Locke to Albert O, Deshaun Hamilton and the last second catch from KJ Hamler to see the Chargers blow yet another lead. The final score, 31-30 to Denver. Yep. So Dave, tell, tell us about this game. So I, what I said last week, I still don't know what Drew Locke is. And we no no one can know yet what Drew Locke is. Mm. He hasn't played enough games. He's when he was um, when he was in college. He had I think he was there for four years. Had four different offensive coordinators. He's been in the league here. He's in his third year on his third different offensive coordinator. And in the first half, it was very much there's a positive and a negative side on the de- on the defensive side. I'm going to defend him and say that look, he's. When he's he's got different offensive coordinators, got different schemes, and he's Vic been Fangio's schemed. defensive guru as well as the head coach. So it's not like he's got Kyle Shanahan. Well, him. no, his his offensive coordinator is Pat Shermer. So that <laughs> that's his offensive coordinator. And if anyone who doesn't know, Pat Shermer was the offensive coordinator at the Vikings when um, they went into the playoffs with Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. So he, unlike his record at head coach, his record Pretty as an offensive coordinator is good. But the problem is, there just seems to be certain plays and certain things that he's doing which don't... We seem to be playing too short ball. How many times you you saw and you commented on WhatsApp as well to me, we were doing check downs at third down. Mm-hmm. We were accepting punting. 
And when it came towards the end of the game, we we're just going, just go for it. That's all you have to do. You can't you can't play this stupid game that we seem to be playing where we're forgetting about getting first downs. We just let's keep moving the ball along and the game will manage itself. It absolutely won't. And when it came to just playing lights out football and going down the field and doing essentially what the Kansas do, just saying we're going to beat you over the top of speed, and if we don't, there'll be an under route where someone can get the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, our best receiver in terms of yards was Deshaun Hamilton. I hate Deshaun Hamilton; he's garbage. <laughs> but he was the best because he was the guy who was unmarked, standing in the slot and able to take the ball away. Because what we were doing was stretching the defensive backs. That's what you need to do on a regular basis. It's what Kansas do. It's what the Steelers do. Mm-hmm. you got Chase Claypool running 100 metres in 10 seconds. He's taking defenders away Dante and then Johnson leaving men well, right yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. And we just didn't do that in the first half at all. And we've got the speed of KJ Hamler. We've got the speed of Jerry Judy and the route running ability of Jerry Judy. And by definition, Hamilton's just standing there all alone minding his own business. And he's the <laughs> one that's benefiting from it. Where'd everybody go? Exactly. So it just feels a bit... I, I don't know what Drew Locke is yet. But no. something was. Mark Clareth raised a really good point on um, first and ten and ten, which okay. is Denver Radio. Mm-hmm. In the AFC West, you've got you, we know who the best quarterback is, and yeah. without a doubt, Derek Carr is the second best quarterback. Without he is very accurate. He, he's conservative but accurate. Mm. Now, who's the best quarterback out of Herbert and Locke right now? It's too close to call. The one thing you don't want to have in the AFC West is the worst quarterback out of all of them. You can't be in that position. Mm-hmm. And this is the negative part of Drew Luck. If you're looking at that performance, it's a bit Tebow-esque. It's crap for a long time, but brilliant at the end. And you can't win games like that. I mean, you finished with a higher rating than Herbert, but he did have only 26 completions on 41 attempts. Yeah. So, And some of the and misses, some of, they were some of the misses well were because- big misses as, as, as well. you mentioned you saw it and he was throwing check downs yeah. at like third and 15 you're like well, what are you doing why are you throwing but, under routes there but there was one particular there's one particular play which he did have which I think you commented on and it was it was third and 12 or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, he threw it mid-range it was caught with six yards to go and he had, he had a guy on him and the TV because I was watching the game live rather than watching Red Zone I sort of had both on sure. and they showed a camera view from behind him you know on the suspended camera thing mm-hmm. and no one was open so whichever routes were chosen by the offensive coordinator by ever that scheme it, it was, was either spotted up. it was either spotted and they picked it off which meant nothing was available so what'd you do you throw it short and maybe pick up a piece of magic mm-hmm. or throw it away he's not going to throw it because he's not that kind of quarterback he's not going to run it either because he's not that type of quarterback so what options do you have throw the check down because that's all that's available continue waiting and potentially get smashed and mean you're out of field goal range it, there's something fundamentally wrong and doing that kind of thing isn't always on him we, I think you kind of have to just wait it out and just see what you've got That that's basically <laughs> it but generally it was two bad teams who duked it out and it was a really entertaining game like a really good game mm. Um, KJ Hamler yep KJ Hamler I almost, we almost got robbed at the end of it as well one judge called it out and I'm sitting there going that was in come on anyone any of you can see that was down, in though. you've got a cheek down though you've got a cheek down yeah it's okay. good game though let's move on to Green Bay Green Bay time another upset first half Devontae Adams scores two touchdowns Dalvin Cook scores two touchdowns four drives 14 all that was the first half in one sentence Second half, Dalvin Cook scores two more touchdowns. Devontae Adams scores one more touchdown. This was not going to be the expected result going into the game. The Packers were at home and had a 5-1 record. The Vikings had a 1-5 record. 
But Dalvin Cook was finally back from injury and boy did the Vikings miss him. Everything went through him and we know what last year's MC Championship game, the pack can't stop the run. And so, there we are, Dave. I told you. I put money on it. It came in. Yep. I mean, normally, whatever you bet on doesn't come in. We know mm. that. Um, is Dalvin Cook <laughs> the best best back in the league right now? Oh, this week. Form? Well, when, this thing week. Is, when he's fit and he's on form, he is superb. Yeah. He's absolutely electric. 226 total scrimmage yards. Unbelievable. But the problem is, you're giving a guy 30 touches from the backfield who's mm-hmm. been out injured quite a lot, and that just feels like too much. I understand you want to beat your divisional rivals, the, the team who consistently finish above you, but mm-hmm. you don't need to be giving Dalvin Cook 30 touches a game. It just doesn't feel like that's sustainable. Um, but saying that, they've got other talent like Adam Thielen, use it. You know, I still like Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's great as well. I've just traded for him in fantasy, which is good. Didn't have to give up too much either. Um, right. But no, I, I, I just feel it just feels a bit like they're overusing him again. It's, it's similar to what I said about Derek Henry last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry's the physical freak, and Dalvin Cook isn't. Cal- no. Dalvin Cook is an athlete. He's not Derek Henry. And it, genuine question now: if they give, if they give um, Cook thirty touches a game, how long will he last? Three weeks. We've never known. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. Because it's no never happened side. before. Exactly. So it's it'll be interesting to see what they do with him this weekend. He had a an, a career game yeah. on Sunday. The thing with Dalvin is that he can blow cold as well as hot. There can be games where he goes completely missing. But he, a lot of the time he'll go missing because there's nothing on the offense. Well, possibly, but he's not the same as like an Aaron Jones on the other side. If Jones was there, he'll score every week. Christian McCaffrey scores every week. Derek Henry scores every week. I think Dalvin Cook can have weeks where he does not score. And he's I think still if healthy. you put Dalvin Cook in that Packers team, with the ability, teams have to scheme for um, Aaron Rodgers. You don't necessarily have to scheme for uh, Cousins. You just don't. You can kind of react to what he's doing because he's not a guy who's going to pull your defense apart. Um, I agree that Derek Henry, in terms of pure talent, is the back of is the best back in the league for me. Um, you'll probably say James Conner because, well, what fanboy. I mentioned James Conner, um, damn it. <laughs> Just want to stick one in there, mm. but no, I, I I think that Cook has been massively underutilized. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the game. Mm, well, no, because I I still I'd still rather have I generally still rather have Derek Henry at the moment. But right this second, yeah. Well, no, I mean in terms <laughs> of if you look at the past year, nah, yeah, because Christian McCaffrey went out injured last year, he's injured this year as well. It's the same injury. Well, no, he's not. It's a re-aggravation of an existing injury. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either way. Either way. But no, I think... Packers lost at home in the game they were expected to win. Yeah, against a team that were 1-5. and five. But the 1-5 and five isn't really fair on the Vikings. They're still a good team. They yeah. just had bad luck on some of those. Success- it is, but some occasions. of that bad luck has been created by themselves as well. Again. Missed I, plays. I think that Zimmer's a dead man walking. No, I agree. 100%. He shouldn't be there at the moment. No. That team is better than their record. This feels a lot like the uh, Dan Quinn situation last year for the Falcons. Start off terribly, come out of contention, and then just have a couple of better results down the stretch to keep... Well, Dan Quinn last season, I think, finished 7-2. So that's a rescue season, if anything. If he doesn't finish 7-2, he's... No, absolutely didn't make the playoffs. But that's because they're in with the Saints. If they if they'd have been in with, I mean, if they if they'd have been in NFC East, for example, then 
or NFC North, then they, they would have probably qualified, well, NFC East at least, but they would have qualified for the playoffs. So it, it's just a bit... I, I think Zimmer will, will be gone, should be gone, because the talent they've got on the team is far too good for to have a 1-5 and five record and now 2-5 and five record. Quick word on Devontae Adams still putting it together, even when there's no other real options there for Rodgers. I mean, yeah. three touchdowns. Just, guy's just immense. I mean, imagine what that Packers team would be if they had another wide receiver option. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Okay, I want to do uh, Baltimore now. <laughs> I love it if you say, you say Baltimore. 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 So let's go for it. So Robert Splain got a lot of plaudits last week for stuffing Derek Henry at the goal line to prevent the touchdown. On the third play of the game, Spillane picked Lamar and returned it 33 yards for a touchdown. Lamar got a passing touchdown to even things up with a catch from Miles Boykin. The Ravens got a fumble from Chase Claypool before Bud Dupree got a sack fumble back for Pittsburgh. Gus Edwards got a rushing touchdown in the second quarter and the Ravens went into the break up 17 points to 7. I was not very happy about that, Dave. That scoreline was I can imagine. no bueno. Uh, rookie Alex Highsmith got the Steelers second interception on Lamar and set up an 18-yard Eric Ebron touchdown catch for the Steelers. A James Conner rushing touchdown put the Steelers in front. Then Marquise Brown caught a touchdown after Lamar had had a 20-yard rushing touchdown nullified for offensive holding. Chase Claypool got a touchdown to put the Steelers four points up. Then it was on the defense step up again, twice. First, the Ravens fumbled on the fourth and three at the Steelers' eight-yard line. Spillane recovered Lamar's fumble. The second time was with just five seconds left. Lamar pitched it into Willie Sneed in the end zone. It was broken up by Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers win in Baltimore, 28 points to 24. And of course, this all begs the question, when is Dave going to give the Steelers some credit? I've always said the same thing. I've always as soon said, as they when, play a good team... When you play you a good team, when you beat a good team, I'll give you credit. You, how bad are the Ravens then? Come on, okay. let's have it. No, you beat the Titans. Well done for beating the Titans. Well done for beating the, beating the Ravens. You've now beaten two very good teams. The number one rushing offence yes. in the league. I think you, you I think the Steelers were very, very clever with what they did in the offence. So your defensive line is the best in the league, uh, applying pressure, constant pressure, pressure throughout the game, exactly. And... What I found interesting is that your middle linebacker sort of stepped out and said, "Look, we're going to rush with our front three, front four, and then our linebacker and our linebackers, but we're also going to step off. So because we know we're going to get to you, so what we're going to do is apply enough pressure without committing to well, without over committing and allowing you to run on us. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a contained job, and it's what we said before with." Um, what teams have done, uh, what Kansas done against them. Pitch your men wide, keep him in the middle and contain him and make him throw. Yep. And it's not something new. It's Teams no. have now been doing it. We've seen them consistently do it. And the Steelers did it perfectly. Make him throw. You made him throw. But that man that normally would be in the middle, you pulled him out a bit and it gave you greater coverage in the backfield and just meant you could sit there and pick him off and make him do throws he, he didn't want to do. First time the Which is uh, any throw. No, the first time the Ravens have um, with a, a, with Lamar lost a game where they've been ten points up, mm. and new wins games in the NFL. New things win games. So you get a quarterback who's faster than everyone else, who can throw on the move. That will win you games. You get a wide receiver who's bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else. That will win you games. Get an offensive line that does things that other teams don't do. That will win you games. But sooner or later. You have to continue doing something different. And Lamar's, I don't want to say is being figured, he's been figured out. It's a busted flush. 
I don't, I don't want to go that far because he's still he's decent at throwing <laughs> the ball. They still beat bad teams. He's still decent at throwing the ball. But the problem is, all you have to do is pitch your defensive ends wide and your outside linebackers even wider. Yeah. Contain him with support through the middle. Not every team can do that. No, no. The Broncos can do it because we've got a decent front seven. What's good at teams, the back is not bad. Can do it. Good defences can do it. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville can't. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> the Jets can't do it. No. But that's... That's the problem. It's going to... Teams now have a template on how to beat you and how to prevent you from rushing on them. Mm-hmm. And now it's on the Ravens... Uh, now it's on the Ravens to figure that out. If they that's, that's all it was. It was... Uh, the Steelers weren't spectacular. No. You were efficient. And that's mm. what you've been all season. You've done what you need to do to beat the opposition. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, how do you do it against someone like Kansas? And that's the eternal question. You're in the AFC. You're going to have to come up against Kansas at some point in order to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've said before, your season isn't about the regular season. That's not what the Steelers' season the is. We, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely 100%. Whether it's going to be wild card, you're going to be winning your division. I'm seeing Steelers fans today claiming that we're going to have a, a, a trap game against the Cowboys this weekend. Okay. Then, if that's what people think, that's what people think. I mean, title to my opinion, my opinion is you've made the playoffs already. You will be, at the very least, a wildcard team. Mm. Okay, you are good enough on your defense alone. I mean, your defense alone took you to an eight and eight record last year. Yeah, and I was saying that your defense should be pissed off sitting at home at the playoffs because that that, that team is good enough to be in the playoffs. So you're in the playoffs, but. That's that's your success. Your success is not coming now. It's going to come what you do in the regular in the postseason, and your postseason day with Kansas is looming, and it's about what you do in that game, unfortunately. And we've seen that with the Ravens as well. <laughs> You've got to beat the best, anyway, haven't you? Yeah, we've seen it with the Ravens though. The Ravens' success in previous years hasn't been in the regular season. It's what you do in the postseason that counts. That's that's been their only success is the regular season. Exactly, which is um, which is. <laughs> but if you look at that Jags team. That Jags team that went all the way to the playoffs. Yes, they oh, the did. Championship game. Yes, yes, they did well in the playoffs, but that was irrelevant. The fact that they got there was their success. That didn't make, didn't make any difference. The fact that they got there, that was their success. Okay. And your success isn't getting there. It's what you do in the in the postseason that counts. Is that your? I don't know if that's your way of crediting. No, it's a massive credit. Okay. Right. Yeah, to to be considered as a team. Who, it doesn't. But. No, it does. You you've beaten everyone you come up against. You've played a lot of shit. You have. When you played so against the, the Broncos. I agree, but the Ravens beat them on a regular basis. Now you're beating them on a regular basis, which is why you're not judged of what you do in the regular season. Same as Kansas. Kansas aren't judged of what they do in the regular season. Mm. You've got 17 bye games almost because we know you're going to make the playoffs. And it's what you do in the playoffs that counts. I mean, some stats from the game. Uh, total yards for the Steelers, 221. Ravens, 457. Yeah. Penalties. Steelers had three penalties for 30 yards. Ravens, nine for 110. Yeah. They made a habit of this. Triple digit penalty yards. The, the penalty yards doesn't bug me too much. I've always said this: the yards kind of doesn't matter. But nine penalties. Is that number? Is the nine that that yeah. is annoying? I mean, we've seen it before where you have someone who bombs it down at the end of a game, and you know it's a seventy yard ball where there's pass interference, and all of a sudden you have got one penalty that's for seventy yards. So the mm. yards don't matter really. It's it's the number of penalties, and they were consistent. It it was non-stop the flags were going up and you had the referees coming in and caught and there were, all, there were a variety of them as well there was holding yeah. there was a pass interference there was also a late hit at one point as well on um, I can't remember who it was now your tight uh, your tight end what's his name not Ebron the other one 
Um, but he was running out of play and there was a late hit on him, I think, and that was uh, a 15-yard in- inter- uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. And it's just thinking, what this doesn't need to happen. Why are you doing this constantly? I mean, and at, were- at the end of the game, there was a mini fight that broke out as well, which was started by a Ravens player, and that annoys me as well. Yeah. I mean, there were some injuries in this game. So all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who just under mega contract with the Ravens, went down with a broken ankle. Yeah. So that's his season done. Steelers defensive tackle Tyson Alualu will hopefully only miss a couple of games after suffering a sprained MCL in his right knee. And Cam Hayward suffered minor quad injury that's not serious as first the, as, as first feared. So that's positive news. Every time I hear you say Tyson and Lua aren't you doing a dodgy French accent? <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to, oh, to Buffalo. It's about to say New England, but it was in Buffalo. Mm. So no matter the records going into this game, the Patriots have always had a hold over the Bills. Almost happened again on Sunday, but the Bills managed to make the right play at the right time. Justin Zimmer managed to punch the ball out of Cam's hand when the Pats were marching down the field on the final drive to get the turnover that counted. The first half saw a Zach Moss rushing touchdown for the Bills, a very good Pats interception by JC Jackson, and a couple of Nick Folk field goals to make a very uninspiring 7-6 halftime score. The second half saw another rushing touchdown for Moss, one for Pats running back Damian Harris, and rushing touchdowns for both Josh Allen and Cam Newton. A 28-yard Tyler Bass field goal put the Bills three points up before that final drive by the Pats ended in the turnover. The kicker for New England was that they were comfortably in field goal range, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Final score, Bills 24, Patriots 21. Yeah. Wasn't the a game for the purists? What are the Bills? I find well, this this is the hardest question in football, I think. They started the season 4-0. and Yes. Okay. Yes. They then lost badly yes. to the Titans. Mm-hmm. And then lost against the Chiefs. No problem with that. Okay, no. I get it. Chiefs, Chiefs are a good team. Then they beat the Jets. Just, I mean, scraped. <laughs> eighteen Jets. ten. Eighteen yeah. ten. Scraped. Eight point differential was small. Yeah. For the Jets. And then they played against the Patriots and were not inspiring. So that's four weeks on the trot now. They've just been a bit flat. What are the che- What are the Bills? How good are the Bills? Well, so I don't. Me- I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Let, let me posit this one then, Dave, by saying my first sentence in this review was that no matter what the record's going in, I've seen the Bills plenty of seasons get off to a good start, and as soon as they play the Patriots, yep. they bend over and pick up the soap. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they just they they seem to wilt, and so for to get this win by hook or by crook, they made the right play. But the Patriots, make no doubt about it, were moving down the field. And if they'd just gone for a field goal, then they would go to overtime and who knows what happens there. But the, the Patriots felt confident that they were able to move the ball down the field and get the winning touchdown before time expired. So Patriots felt confident. The Bills, you know, it was an individual piece of brilliance, but they were giving up yards on that final drive. But to get that win might just be a, a bit of a turning point for their season because this is something that doesn't happen very often. They don't usually beat the Patriots yeah, they haven't been when coming the season's up. still in They play. haven't been coming up against this Patriot team for the past decade. This is a different Patriots team. This isn't the same know, Patriots team. I know, but it's a mental thing, Dave. I'm not saying the Patriots are anywhere near what they were last year. I don't think it is. I genuinely don't. If you, throw my, if, throw no, my no, thing out of the way, no, no, I'm allowed to disagree. The thing is, if you've got a boxer, you come up against a guy that you've fought... boxing? Because it's the, <laughs> it's the most simplest of sports. It's It's... If you've got a guy who's beaten you when he's in his prime, he then goes away and loses lots and lots of fights to loads of guys who you know are nowhere nowhere near as good as you. You then come back to fight him again. You're fighting the same guy, the guy who's beaten you consistently. There's still an aura there. Except 
he's now been roughed up by everyone else and you're thinking I'm not scared of this guy anymore because I've seen what can happen to him so that aura is gone I just and I go back to what I said about the Bills earlier I'm not sure what the Bills is and it's it's the Bills offense the Bills offense isn't what it was if you look at week one week one against the Jets okay so 312 offensive yards for Josh Allen week two 415 week three 311 week four 288 this week what was it 145 yards 154 yards I mean it's consistently falling I mean it's it's then it's not what it was at the beginning of the season it was this dynamic offense which you know Diggs had revolutionized and it was all you know all guns and there was we were seeing jet three plays gadget plays all sorts everything it was dynamic now it's just flat well Diggs is still the difference he is the person the get out of jail free card but they because... should but they should be better than that because now they've what got you? now they've got John Brown back as well and Brown was the number one go-to receiver last well, year well John, John Brown had one catch for 21 yards yeah. in this game Stefan Diggs had six catches for 92 yards and Cole Beasley had two for 24 and that was basically it for yeah. the Bills I mean Allen completed 11 of 18 throws and one interception so you know he ran in the touchdown that's what Josh Allen is he's a you know he looks much better at the start of the last, season. He works on his mechanics, but they're starting to reel themselves in. You know, but last year the Bills were a team who threw the ball first. That was the first thing that they did. This, this, you know, in this game, thirty-eight rushing attempts. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever. I, I, since, I haven't seen the Bills do that in years. No, well, they've not had the players to be able to do that in years. <laughs> But it, I, I'm not sure what the Bills are because we were looking at that division and saying, okay, the Jets aren't going to challenge the Patriots. The Dolphins probably aren't there yet and it's going to be the Bills. But now we're looking at the Bills going, are they are they good enough? It just, it's a bit of, it's a division that's in just in a bit of limbo at the moment. We don't know who, we know who the worst team in that league is. We just don't know who the best is at the moment. You'd think Bills are still going to be favourites to win this division this year. You'd think so, yeah. After this year, I'm looking at the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree in a much better position I think they've got a better quarterback in potential like the higher ceiling and they've got a much you know the coaching staff is there I like, McDerm- the I like McDermott I like Flores and I like McDermott McDermott's the same person put in Nathan Peterman true but he also is also the t- same person that took out Nathan Peterman pretty quickly <laughs> as well they're killing him I'm <laughs> just stop talk- he's already dead <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the Patriots because uh, everyone else has been talking about them so. I feel I feel a bit for Cam Oh, yeah. He's got his dream job and then realised the company's going bust. <laughs> he's got nothing to work with. He's asking for budget and it's just like, no, we can't do it. I saw, um, there's a report which I saw which uh, outlined how much the Patriots are paying players and the amount of people who no longer play for the organisation that are still on the salary cap is frightening. Brady's on 13 mil, isn't he? I think Goskowski, who's kicker at the Titans. Sometime kicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gronk is still getting paid. You've got a few guys who are down in uh, uh, down in Miami at the moment. Mm-hmm. You've got a couple of guys who were there for roster bonuses and then pulled out for COVID. So Patrick Chung, for example, I think he's on about $6 million because it was a roster bonus when he was there when he signed. That's what the Patriots do. They give yeah. you a massive roster bonus and a small salary, mm-hmm. which means that you know they strolled into the building. I'll take my roster bonus. Thank you very much. Ooh, I don't, I don't like this COVID don't thing. I'm, I'm going to go on holiday for a bit <laughs> with my $6 million. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just a bit... I do feel for Cam. I really, really do because he's better than this. Well, Belichick came out and said in an interview that they this is they're reaping what they sowed, basically, in terms yeah. of 
roster bonuses and not having the money to do anything with, with what they've played themselves into. So they went for the Super Bowl. They got it. Oh, they got they, three. They, they, yeah. Three in four years. Three in four years. They got their Super Bowls, but they're... I mean, what would them. Jerry Jones give up for three Super Bowls in four years? <laughs> it would just be nothing. They'd be playing in a car park yeah. with 55-year-old quarterbacks. As long as, he gets his every, as long as he got his blue one, that would be insane. Let's go to Cincinnati then, shall we? We should have known something was up when Tannehill threw an interception to Jesse Bates on their first drive <laughs> and Goskowski missed another field goal on their second. That's what he does. The Bengals were out style running back Joe Mixon, but Samaj P. Ryan subbed in with a one-yard rushing touchdown to get the first of the game. Derek Henry ran one back before Joe Bernard answered again for the Bengals to make it 17-7, the half-time lead for a team that was 1-5-1 going into the match. A Joe Burrow throw to Tyler Boyd extended the lead, AJ Brown got a nine-yard passing touchdown, but the Bengals would not have been denied today. And Joe Bernard got his second touchdown of the afternoon that even the Corey Davis touchdown couldn't overcome. The Titans suffered their second loss in a row to an AFC North opponent, no less, and the Bengals won the game 31 points to 20. It's just another example of why Joe Burrow should have been the number one overall pick, and was. I did not see this coming. <laughs> not I a lot really of people saw didn't. this coming. It, it just goes to show what having... A, a top class quarterback this is still a quarterback league forget about what everyone says it's still a quarterback league if you've got a good quarterback all things are possible yes and if you've got Baker Mayfield all things are not possible Aww. just want to throw a little dig in there um, no Joe Burrow is showing that he is top class he I mean could you ever have saw this result happening last year with Andy Dalton it just it oh, was no, no. not physically possible no I think the only problem for the for the Bengals is they're in danger of now of becoming that team we're going to be picking outside of the top 10 every year because they're not high enough to get those picks mm-hmm. and there's not enough attraction there in free agency. So. That's interesting. It's interesting to say that, yeah, because if they start winning some games, they're used to picking high. Yeah. So maybe they don't have the scouting class to uh, <laughs> to go past what um, people are saying in their, their mock drafts. But yeah, really good result for the Bengals. Like I said, you know, they scored 14 points in the second, 14 points in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that Joe manages to move around in the pocket and he's getting hit. His O-line's rubbish, but he has got some targets upfield. T. Higgins is looking great, their second round rookie yep. out of Clemson. 78 yards he got on the game. Uh, Tyler Boyd, everyone just looks better. That's yeah. what it just rises all, all the shit. Still got AJ Green? Briefly, but they've still got AJ Green. He had 19 yards, you know, but... Um, and even when Joe Mixon's not there, Joe Bernard was subbing in quite well. Samaj P. Ryan was with the mm-hmm. football team last year, I believe. No, he was free agent last year because he was... Um, was it the year before then? The year before. Yeah, he was uh, injured and had a DUI, I believe. That'll do it. Yeah. So you end up in Cincinnati if you get a DUI. That's the actual punishment. Melvin Gordon, off to Cincinnati. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Weird times for the, the Titans as well. Mm. This is... Well... They they might have accepted the the loss against the Steelers, but to lose to the Bengals, there must be some alarm bells going off there. I think you can you can lose games like this easily. It's not about the fact that they lost this game. They lost to the Steelers, okay, they lost to the better team, that's fine. You've lost this game, okay, now just react from it. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. So it's not about what you did last week, now it's about what you do next week. If you lose what if you lose one game, whatever. You lose two, it raises an eyebrow, lose three there's a question mark. So all about what you do next week and that's a big, big deal for them. No, I think... <laughs> yeah. 
Just looking at next week's fixture. It's great. It's great for the Bengals that they've won this game because last year it was a hard watch for the Bengals. I mean, they weren't bad. Mm. They were horrendous. Yeah, they were Jets last year, weren't they? I think. I mean, this year's Jets versus last year's Bengals. I'm going. I'm going this year's Jets. Maybe. Because last year's Bengals, lose. no, to win. Because <laughs> last year's Bengals were getting scored on every play. You were going, the, the punters were going in there, just not even suiting up. Because like, I'm not needed for this game. I'm out. I'm done. You know, it was it, the bank, last year's Bengals were a car crash. So, and it, it's great that they've been able. It's great that they've been able to turn it around because they've lost players as well. They haven't bought in a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I'm well done the Bengals. You know, it's, it's a great game for them to be able to come out and go. We beat a very good playoff team from last year there it is yep let's round up the other games Dave I'm going to start on Thursday night that was in Carolina Atlanta got a field goal to start the game after being stopped in the red zone CMC wasn't back so Mike Davis continued to perform getting the hard hits before Curtis Samuel scampered into the end zone for the first touchdown of the night and Effie Abada sack held the Falcons again to a field goal a couple of messy drives for both teams later Bridgewater found Samuel for his second touchdown of the game on the flea flicker Matt Ryan scrambled on the 13-yarder to score his 10th rushing touchdown in 12 years. A turnover on downs allowed the Falcons the chance to take the lead before half-time. A field goal did that, 16-14. Falcons kicker Young Ho Koo was busy again in the third, making his fourth field goal of the night. Joey Sly got one back for the Panthers. A Todd Gurley rushing touchdown and an interception by Bleedy Ray Wilson secured the win for Atlanta, 25-17. I mean, Atlanta had a lead that they didn't blow. Well, yeah, that was the biggest shock of the night. Uh, let's go to Cleveland so the rub the sand in your eyes fixture saw the Browns lose at home to the Raiders one for the sadists this one with missed field goals from both sides the only touchdown to Hunter Renfro in the third quarter took about five minutes to confirm probably because the ref was so used to seeing him on threat in the, red, the end zone but uh, final score was 16-6 to the Las Vegas Raiders I mean this Las game Las Vegas Raiders this game was so bad I mean the weather was so horrendous in this game um, Mayfield had 122 yards and Carr had 112 yards yes yeah that tells you everything you need to know about this game let's move on just zapped all energy from me yeah. let's go to Detroit so a Marvin Jones touchdown catch coming from a Colts blocked punt should have given the Lions a platform to get an important win at home two touchdowns for Naheem Hines and one for Jack Doyle later and the Colts were up 20-7 to at half time a carry on Johnson touchdown to start the second half maybe gave false hope again as the Colts recovered a fumble from Darius Leonard, scored touchdowns from Jordan Wilkins and Trey Burton. And the pick six of Matt Stafford by Kenny Moore was too much for the Lions, though Marvin Jones did get a second touchdown in the game to make the final score. Colts 41, Lions 21. Lions' big problem in this game? Couldn't run the ball. Their top rusher, Jamal Agnew, 11 yards on one attempt. That He was their top <laughs> rusher. That's when you know you're having trouble rushing the ball when you're not even bothering. Colts have got a good run defence this year. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, six attempts. For a yard. <laughs> Just the one. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City game now. So, uh, McCall mm. Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill. The Jets had field, three field goals all in the first half. Um, Mahomes' stats, 416 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, a rating of 144.4. Chad Henney came in for the final drive. And uh, thirty-five to nine was the final score. So this this was part of my bet, and I uh, I bet that the Chiefs would win by nineteen clear points. And for a very brief period, that looked in doubt. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, Kansas just 
consistently scored them, scored on them all the way throughout. Yeah, at least one touchdown in every quarter. Yeah, and yeah, they won by twenty six. Um, serves me correctly. Easy game. That's what it was. It, it was Super difficult. Bowl champions you know, against yeah. an Owen. You know when they say there's no easy games in the NFL? That's yeah, just a lie. That's just not. <laughs> it's just not true. Okay, so Chicago for the Sunday evening. A touchdown for Alan Robinson and Jared Cook and a missed 27-yard Will Lutz field goal saw Chicago take a 13-10 lead into the half at home on Sunday evening. It was a back and forth in the second half too. Marshall Lattimore picked off for Nick Foles. Drew Brees threw a touchdown pass to their gadget player, Taysom Hill. And Foles responded with a touchdown. And, touch, and Foles responded with a touchdown pass to rookie wide receiver Darnell Mooney to force overtime. A couple of punts later, Will Lutz was able to atone for his earlier miss in the game. Uh, with a winner to see the Saints win away 26-23. to I think this is easily the two overrated teams in the league in terms of their record. The, the Bears are not a 5-3 and three teams and the Saints are not a 5-2 and two team. No. Um, they, I would hazard a guess at saying that the Bears don't sit in... If, if I was to do some kind of power rankings, I don't reckon the Bears would be in the top half. Okay. The Saints probably would just because of their name, just because of the danger that they have. <laughs> I don't understand why they have uh, Michael Thomas and don't start him. I understand a bit he's a bit of an idiot and a bit of a diva, but that's fine. He's still easily your best wide receiver, so play the guy. There's something going on there. Um, I don't expect him to be traded tonight. No. Um, but yeah, something to watch. He's got something. the AB syndrome. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you've got your best wide receiver there and you're not playing him when he's fully fit um, coming back from an injury and you know you need him um, easily. I mean, these two teams have a combined record of 10 and 5. They are not that good. They're imposters. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Let's go to uh, sunny Seattle then, shall we? Two touchdown passes for DK Metcalf in the first half as well as the pick of Jimmy G by Duran Reed helped the Seahawks to a 13-7 halftime lead. Jermichael Hasty getting the Niners touchdown on that first half. Second half and Russ threw two more touchdowns to DJ Dallas and David Moore. Jimmy G was injured on the next drive, so Nick Mullins had to finish the game. Mullins did manage two touchdown passes to Ross Dwelly and Brendan Ayuk respectively. Jarek McKinnon ran one in, but another Seahawks touchdown by DJ Dallas sealed the win at home 37-27 in the Battle of the NFC West. Yeah, I'm fairly comfortable for the Seahawks again. Better quarterback. Yep. That's what happens. And I think the four, the 49ers, again, it's it's what are they um, without Jimmy G? Well, they're going to find out because he's out for an indefinite period of time, yes. I think. Well, they saying. brought him back too soon. He came back in, he had a terrible game where they pulled him out and brought in Nick Mullins again. Yeah. Um, they'd had to do the same in this game. I, I think Mullins is perfectly good. Perfectly, yeah, he's not a massive drop-off, is no, he? I think, I think he's okay for the offense Brooklyn. and what they have. Um, the problem is they've now lost Kittle as well. Kittle's out this week. That's the big news. Yes. Because that team without Kittle, that's at least eight weeks. I well, think, there's, the there's, there's the three break. phases, the three phases of the ball for them. There's the offense, which goes through Kittle. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many offenses go through a tight end? Then you've got game control, which goes through Garoppolo uh, in terms of the offense and the way it runs. Then you've got Bosa, who's massive on the defensive side of the ball. All of her, all of which are out, and you've got Sherman, who's out as well. The team's just it hasn't got that same zip it had just because of injuries. Yeah, um, it's struggling with. The, the, the 49ers are a 4-4 four and four team and that's exactly what the record is at the moment. Two games left, starting off with Monday night and that was uh, in New York, well, New Jersey really. 
Uh, Daniel Jones touchdown pass to Deion Lewis. Beautiful throw yeah. and catch. And a rushing touchdown by Wayne Gorman. Saw the uh, Giants head into a 14-6 halftime lead on Monday Night Football. Jones threw two interceptions to Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. Brady threw touchdown passes to Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans to put the Bucks ahead. It came down to the final drive. Jones converted the fourth down and finished a 19-yard touchdown pass to Golden Tate. But the two-point conversion failed and the Bucks picked up the win. 25-23. Yeah. A nonsense PI call in that game as well. Yeah, a lot of Giants fans were complaining game. about it. I'm not surprised. Um, I think... Shit happens, boys. It does. Uh, I expected the gap to be wider. Um, well, yeah, it was a lot tighter than people expected it to it be. It was, but when you break it down and actually look at the, uh, look at the Giants' defence, there's actually some decent talent on that defence, pretty much all the way throughout. Mm. You've got Logan Ryan, Blake Martinez. Um, we've got the number one rated corner, Bradbury, by PFF. I mean, I don't think he's the number one wide receiver, uh, number one cornerback <laughs> in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but that's what PFF say. Mm. Um, but no, I think the Giants are consider- continuing to do what the Giants do at the moment, and that's lose by very narrow margins. And it's become it's becoming a habit they don't want to continue doing. I saved the worst for last, Dave. Go on. Uh, it's in Philadelphia. Oh God, I'm not, I'm switching off. <laughs> so did everyone else. Two teams that have no idea what they're doing. Utterly useless on offense. Uh, I'm not going to really talk about this game. Just to say that Trayvon Diggs at least got two interceptions for the Cowboys. Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager got touchdowns. Uh, Rodney McLeod returned a fumble, 53 yards for a touchdown. But uh, Carson Wentz lost two fumbles. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Hey, I'm trying to f- quarterback here. What you doing? He lost two fumbles as well. Uh, I've never seen anyone so scared being a quarterback as him. There's one point where hey. they were faking to blitz and there was a snap and he looked and went, ah, and just looked at the line and threw it away. There was three men open. It was amazing. What you gobble go? I'm trying to throw a ball here. Philadelphia ended up winning the game 23 points to nine. Yeah. And may the Lord have mercy on anyone that watched that game. So again, I was listening to Mark Schlereth and he mentioned that... Um, you love Mark Schlereth. No, I do. I think he's great. And he mentioned that um, Ben DiNucci... I can't, remember DiNucci. Which, I can't remember which college he went to. It was Jamestown. Jamestown. So he Seventh was... Seventh round pick. He was coached by McCarthy's brother uh, in high school. <laughs> okay. And apparently he bumped into him at... Um, the pajama olympics and basically said oh coach he says oh coach i was i was coached by your brother he was a great guy etc etc yeah and then popped up this seven round let's pick up the kid who my brother coach so anyone who doesn't know mike mccarthy's brother died um and uh there was that relationship there and apparently mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons doing the rounds as to why, so was it was the only up, why i was picked up in the seventh round <laughs> And now we, well, of course, they had Andy Dalton there as their perfect backup. Yeah, uh, Dalton got injured. When's Dalton back? I don't know. Concussions, uh, not an, not an easy thing to no. to guesstimate. I mean, the Cowboys are two and six, and they're still in pole position to go and win that <laughs> win that division. Yeah, yeah. It's just not fair. The Broncos are in a division with the Chiefs, and yet the the Eagles sit top of that division with three wins, three, four, and one. I mean, how's that fair? Well, the Cowboys now dropped to the third. poor Bengals. The Bengals have got the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns in their division. That that's arguably the hardest division in football. Uh, I would say 
NFC West is probably it's, the it's hardest. those two. Yeah. But come on, man. You've got to make an argument now. It's not. It's no longer so easy. They've all got winning. Well, they've got the the Browns have got winning record. Mm-hmm. It's just the Bengals, but they've been unlucky. But that NFC East, well, that's a toughie. <laughs> I mean, if the Giants string together a couple of games, they could make the playoffs. They could be a playoff team. Well, one and seven at the moment. So. Yeah, they're only two games off. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. It's a joke. It's an utter joke. It really is. The problem is, right? Do you really want to go to the playoffs? Um, because you can get embarrassed. Hey man, every every year you have you have a bit of a, a long shot who makes it every single year. You do, you do. Um, and if you're an Eagles fan, you're thinking, why not us? I mean, I think of a lot of reasons why, but you're thinking, <laughs> why not? And there we go. Those are the week eight games. Mm. Before we have a break, Dave, we better just look at the picks for week eight. Oh, disastrous. <laughs> So you went up against Helen, who was yeah. swinging for fences. Mate. I mean, I love the chutzpah on this girl. Fair play. Yeah. I spoke to her, I spoke to her, and yeah. Wow. Final score, Helen got nine. Nine out of 14. I mean, that is a solid, solid score in any week. I mean, for someone that picked the Jets, in some she, of the, got, she got nine. Yeah, in some of the weeks where there were random results. Everyone, everyone I know who didn't, everyone I know who likes the NFL and has a bet, no one really won. Anyone who has like a four, five, six team accumulator, no one won. No one made a profit this weekend. And yet Helen got nine. I yeah. just, it astonishes me. It really does. I mean, Dave, you got, you got eight. Well, well done. You got yeah, eight. I, got I mean, eight. you lost, but you got eight. I still, yeah. you always wanted to be at least at 500, didn't you? So. Yeah, I'm still there. There we go. And the, the bet that you did then for last oh, week? Oh, wiped out. Forget it. Done. <laughs> um, I was done by the Dolphins, I think. That's right, because we had a a pick that was against each other, didn't we? So yes. you actually picked the uh, the Rams to win that game. I picked the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Steelers because they were all longer odds. Yep. And, of course, we know what happened, Dave. Yep, you won for once. Woo! I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, this is what Jim does. <laughs> Jim has six losses on a row, yeah. wins once, yep. and then you get... Betting God. A whooping in a holler. <laughs> I'm 24 points, fans in the black. Yeah. Dave, you've got to respect me, man, mate. I'm coming no, for I you. No, I haven't. I'm coming for you now, son. Oh, well. Your chuckling days are over. Uh, you're still be mine. You're still considerably down. What's your current score? So I'm on £39.68. That's almost nothing. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> I'm on £39.68. You are on £33.02. However... You're ten pounds down beyond that, so you're actually on twenty three because you take a tenner off for what One you lost previously. Back up just saying, again. just saying. So you're actually on twenty three. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, still in so the black. You've had one. But win. what a win! Come on, that's balls out. Asking one for the win. the Broncos, no, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Steelers to win. My better the season was my week four bet with the Broncos, where I did special teams. Touchdown, defensive touchdown, longest field goal. If, blah, if blah, you blah, say blah. so, Dave. that's still the better this season. You've won one. Pipe. <laughs> Let's take a down. break. Let's take a break. I'm going to talk about yeah, week nine. Go and have a cold shower. Let you cool off after. <laughs> You're like a Bengals fan. We won one game. Go to win the Super Bowl. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim the King Airport podcast. This is the week eight review slash week nine preview. We've reviewed week eight. One thing we haven't done though, Dave, is fantasy. Mm. How did oh. you get on in fantasy this week, mate? It's a bloodbath. 
It was honestly, it was. It oh was, yeah, it was a laugh. It was <laughs> so bad. You're up against uh, Punk Raider, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I put out a tweet saying all I need is forty quick points, and I'm back in with a shout. Yeah, I saw that, that. that even that wasn't true. No, <laughs> it was a bloodbath. It was terrible. Oh, you're now eleventh in a twelve-team yeah, league. Yeah, you scored the just checking the yeah the lowest out of any team this week. Yeah, so you wouldn't have beaten anyone. No, no, I was honestly, genuinely this week because losing my first overall pick has killed me, yeah, like properly done me. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that at running back, I would have had Jones and I would have had Barkley. This week I had neither. Um, I made the decision though to bench Lamar for Justin Herbert. That worked. It was the right decision. Absolutely yeah. worked. Um, but the problem was, um, Jonathan Taylor got three points. John Brown got two points. Robbie Anderson <laughs> got four points. Darren Waller got two points. The Chargers defense got 5.5 points. I mean, it was just a con- constant flow of garbage. I did pick up Brandon Ayuk, um, 49ers wide receiver, mm-hmm. a rookie. And he uh, picked up 15. He was the most picked up player in fantasy this week. Hmm. So somewhat ahead of the curve for once. <laughs> I mean, that was that was that was the only success I had. Brandon Ayuk. That was it. I had nothing else. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I had to parachute in Naheem Hines because I because Joe Mixon was a kind of game time decision. And I was like, oh, I've got Damian Harris mm. who's you know doing okay. He did okay this this week with sixteen points. Yeah, I had to parachute in Naheem Hines, and he got me eighteen points. I'm well yeah. chuffed. Yeah, I like Hines. He's really good. Um, so you up against uh, Patriot, Patriot Mark, Mark. Yep. who's now one. He's streaky. One five on the bounce to start the season. Now yeah. lost three on the bounce consistently. So yeah, yeah I, I was the third highest scoring team out of the twelve team league. Yeah, this week. So Trey Happy. Yeah, uh, what about this last. week, Dave? Are you uh, are you looking forward to this week? Uh, I am in my other league. Not in my other league. I'm up against someone who's zero and seven. Uh, this league this league our league yeah somewhat so I've got Aaron Jones back as long as he is back because he's, he's missed back. a couple of weeks for injuries uh, Lamar Jackson should be back on it against the Colts um, they've got the, one of the really best run defences in the league I've got J.K. Dobbins and I have taken him out of my starting lineup mm. because obviously the optimizer puts him straight in I'm like that's tough I, I, I can honestly say I've never used the optimizer I've had to use like, a couple of them moved them Genuinely, out. I've never, ever pressed the optimise button. I do it and then move them back out again. Never, ever done it <laughs> once, and I never, ever will. Um, so, yeah, the Chargers defence, I need to scrap that. I need to get rid of it. DJ Chark is up for trade. Anyone, wants, anyone who's in our league who wants to trade for DJ, uh, DJ Chark, I'm, I'm open to offers. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, no, there's. I'm, I'm not overly confident, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm got, playing. I'm playing the top team in the league this week. I've got a couple of waivers. I've got five waivers going through. That's how happy I am with my team. I've got mm. five waivers going through, um, and I was looking. The optimize button tells me I can upgrade to fifth by fifteen points if I click that button, but I never will. <laughs> I'm playing Kansas Mike, who's top of the league. Are you? Yes, he's the winner last year. Six. I'm only a game behind him. Okay. I haven't looked at the league. I mean, obviously, why would I look at the league? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to finish bottom. That's that's one good thing. Maybe there's no way I'm finishing bottom. We'll see. Uh, no, I mean, if I win, if I win a quick four games, I'm top of the league. So quick four games. Yeah. And if everyone else loses, yeah, and scores less than you, yeah, <laughs> no one I managed. I need that a couple of draws week. in there, please. <laughs> no, I've had a crap. Losing your first round pick, I've just had a crap season. 
Um, but yeah, in the other league that I'm in, I'm having a crap season as well because it also picked and I completely forgot about it. Um, so no, he's not. He's not excuses. It's reasons. Um, I have been crap this year. Um, so yeah, that's it really. Fair enough. Next year, can we have a playoff, please? So at least we've got an outside chance oh, of yes. doing something. And I'll cut the bench in half. Yes, good boy. Jeez, you're crying all the time. Right, so we'll just hand over control to someone else, will you? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You'd miss me when I'm gone. I'll tell you that. Would <laughs> You never had it so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about week nine, Dave. You're the set blatter of NFL fantasy. I am. Non-profit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. It's an offshore account. Jim's a charity, is he? <laughs> yeah. Okay, week nine. Mm-hmm. We've got a new challenger for you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Helen, for last week and getting that win for the people. This week, we've got uh, Martin, who's stepping up. Of no fixed team abode, is what we're saying. Well... Maybe a Steelers fan. He's a Steelers fan. Whee! <laughs> clever guy well clever guy <laughs> you feeling confident Dave with these picks um, I think we may have a few similarities I had a quick look over his and they didn't seem I haven't looked as I can't remember any of them but mm. I remember looking at them and thinking that they didn't seem too outrageous so I'm not sure how many differences there will be you do have a dory brain so yeah. I'm not worried about that too much uh, we're going to start them with Thursday night and that is the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers NFC Championship game repeat uh, not one I'll be staying up for um, because Garoppolo and Kittle are out and everyone else that we've mentioned it just feels like it's a Packers win I'd like to That's see what you said last week yeah I'd like to see it should have been really um, I'd like to see the Packers with another receiver so if they can nail down a receiver yeah let me just check no news um, hopefully they can nail down a receiver hopefully even more hopefully it's Deshaun Hamilton um, <laughs> but we'll see so now I'm, I'm going to go for Packers okay Martin's also gone for the Packers Deshaun Hamilton for two first round picks please thank you my only concern there is that the 49ers have still a very good running team yes and the Packers are 32nd against the run and the 49ers absolutely steamrolled the Packers twice last season mm-hmm but no, I'm still going to go Packers. I was so close to picking the 49ers in my this week. So close. That was so interesting. So Martin's gone for the Packers as well, is he? Yep. Okay. I said that. Next game, so Sunday, we've got the slate here, starting with the Denver Broncos at the Atlanta Falcons. This should have been the London game. This should have been the London game. I'm One so of the disappointed, games. yeah. Um, I'm obviously going to go for the Broncos. Are you feeling that decision? Or is yeah. that just... Because it's the Broncos. No, obviously. <laughs> I think the again, it's two teams who aren't the best, aren't the worst. have got holes in the rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing holding the Broncos back is the inexperience. Um, the fact the team is littered with young players. The biggest thing holding the Falcons back is that shit tank of a quarterback that they've got taking up half of their salary cap. Um, <laughs> their defense is terrible. Well, too much experience, but a bad experience. Yeah, their defense is terrible. Like, Awful. Mm. Um, I fancy us to take the the, and I had an argument uh, at the beginning of the season with a Falcons fan on Twitter saying that they were going to batter us. <laughs> so um, I'll be scrolling back through my history, going, "See, hold that." Yeah, absolutely. He's completely. He's, I guarantee he's completely forgotten that conversation happened. Oh, I yeah. haven't. No, no. You hold this to your grave. Oh, till I die. Ready with a retweet on if this. I have to wait, on, if I have to wait for, in four years' time, Monday morning, I'm not waiting till Monday. <laughs> 
<laughs> nine o'clock on Sunday night, mate. The final whistle, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if we're two scores up at half time, it's, it's coming out. <laughs> don't do that, Dave. Do that. <laughs> no, I, I, so yeah, I'm going the Broncos on that one. Okay, Martin's gone for the Falcons, so we've got a difference there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, third game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Buffalo Bills. Well, Seahawks, I think, are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, and the Bills, as, as I mentioned earlier on, I'm not too sure what their identity is. Are they a good team? Are they. A, a team who are good at beating bad teams. Both top um, their divisions. They are, but that doesn't mean much for the Bills. Uh, it means <laughs> more for Seattle. There's ten, there's two and a half bad teams in the Bills, the Bills division. <laughs> um, no, it means more to be top of Seattle's team, uh, division than it does to the Bills. Uh, so I'm going to stick with uh, Seattle on that one. Okay, okay. Uh, well, Martin's gone for the Bills. Oh, really? Home, home team. Fair mm, play. Yeah. This Next. is shaping up quite nice. There's quite a few differences there. Yeah. Next up, it's the Chicago Bears at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I trust the Titans more than I do the the, uh, the Bears. I think. So, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans. Is it at? Is it in Tennessee? It's in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going the Bears. Uh, going the Titans. Then. <laughs> Are you just like flipping the coin? Nope. And you're calling heads and tails as it nope, falls going Titans. Titans. Stephanie yeah, Titans. Definitely okay. Titans. All right. Uh, Martin's gone for the Bears. Oh wow! Okay, well, <laughs> what I said earlier on, edit that out. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are at the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore Colts but stole their name. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. The Baltimore Colts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's everything covered there, isn't it? Let's. This is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough game for those Ravens. Like I, said, I think so. They've lost both times they played decent opposition, and the Colts have got one of the best run defenses in the league. I think the the Colts are decent on defense. Um, there's one thing They've got the same record. Yeah, five there's, and two. there's one thing holding them back on offense, and that's Philip Rivers. And you were right about that at the beginning of the season. Um, and it's it. Do I trust the Ravens' offense more against the Colts' defense, and vice versa? And the answer is yes. So I have to go with the Ravens. There's only a nine point differential between the two teams in terms of scoring mm-hmm. for and against so it's this is really but, tight but part of that two. is because the Colts get to play the Jags so you know <laughs> and the Jags get scored on yeah but haven't the Ravens played the Jets already this season uh, not sure the Jets aren't terrible the Jets don't concede huge amounts of points they just lose they just don't score any so it looks as though they lose badly they played the Eagles didn't they Again, the Eagles' defense is okay. It's just their offense yeah. is crap. They've had some. The Colts easy, scored forty-one points at the weekend. That's gonna that's gonna make it look a lot closer than it actually is. No, I think the Ravens are a better team. All right, I'm not gonna argue anymore on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Martin's also gone for the Ravens. Yeah. Next game is the Carolina Panthers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I every fiber of my being wants the Panthers to win that game um, but unfortunately I can't go that way I'm afraid no CMC yet so yeah Martin's also gone for the Chiefs the Detroit Lions are at the Minnesota Vikings in an NFC North matchup if it was in Detroit I'd be going Lions okay but yeah I've got to go Vikings on that history tells me the Vikings are going to win that game I'm afraid Martin's also gone for the Vikings that's again that's a toss up game though it is and you know me my heart lays with my heart lays with Detroit so 
this this week was really hard in picking my ACA. I was just looking through these these fixtures, going, this could go either way. I found it really games. easy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. You say that and then you lose. Yeah, it's true. The New York Giants are at the Washington Football Team in an NFC East matchup, the best kind of matchup. I mean, the only kind of matchup. Yeah. Um, I am going to the, go. The Giants for, won this by a point a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to go for the playoff bound Giants. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go for. Oh, Martin's gone for the Washington. The Washington. The Washington team of football. I wonder when we're going to find out what Washington's new name is. Maybe next season. We'll see. <laughs> maybe just leave it maybe next season. Oh, just I leave it a football team. No, I think you need a name. <laughs> I want it to be like the Washington Capitals or something like that. Mm, the Swamp. <laughs> the Swamp. The Senators. We'll Washington see Senators. We'll see happens this week, Dave. Maybe Oh, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen this week. Don't tell me what's going to happen next week. No, I'll tell you exactly no. what it is. No. <laughs> I called it right last year. The, yeah, good. The Houston Texans are at the Jacksonville Jaguars in an AFC South matchup. I really, really hope they don't show a lot of that on Red Zone. Probably no. Well, no guard. This is the, got a broken thumb. Yeah, this is. Who's, who's the backup in Jacksonville? I heard his name, but I didn't recognise it. Is it like oh no, Steve Gray or something. Steve really, Gray. it's something like really just sort of <laughs> middle of the road that could be just a name that's made up. Jake, Jake Luton, that's it. Yes. Yeah. God, pull that at me, ask Jake Luton. That's true, Jake Luton. Yeah. Um, now you said it. I remember it on the tweet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about him. Um, so uh, I will pad for a second or two while Jim Googles him. Well, it was a sixth round pick from, from Oregon Old Miss. State. Oregon oh, State. I took a shot. Um, <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know nothing of him. I was meant to. We were meant to go and see Oregon State when we were in Seattle last year. Um, we did a tour of uh, sort of Pacific Northwest, and when we went down to go and watch the uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers play against some Muppet team in Arizona I can't remember who it was um, in the basketball we were supposed to go down and watch the college team play but he got called off so I mean he had three seasons at Oregon State mm-hmm. uh, first season he played four games had four touchdowns four interceptions second season had eight, eight games ten touchdowns four interceptions third season had 11 games 28 touchdowns three interceptions what's his complete completion percentage uh, 62% Okay, it's above above the line. It's above the line, but the line's moved. I don't think the line's sixty percent anymore. I think it's sixty-five. He's improved every season. Yeah. So eight hundred fifty-three passing yards, one thousand six hundred sixty passing yards, then two thousand seven hundred fourteen well, passing he's, yards. He's going to have to improve a he's long way from where he is, <laughs> unless that season, if he's got an upward curve of improving year on year, unless that was in nineteen ninety-eight, I don't think the curve is going to be that. Yeah, high. but. But then Minshew was a sixth round pick. It's true. And he, he was well, from so. Pacific Northwest as well. Yeah. Uh, breaking news Packers will not trade for Will Fuller. Which almost certainly means that they will. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, couldn't agree on the, on terms. Mm. Where are we? Uh, so you've well, gone that, for the Texans, have you? I was going to say that's exa- going to be exactly what I said in terms of the Packers are going to try and sew up his contract now. And he's on ten million this year. Mm. He's going to want to be. In, he's, he's an undrafted free agent, so he's going to want fourteen to fifteen million. If you're the Packers, you're not doing that. No. They're going to go for Deshaun Hamilton instead. And you're going for the Texans in this matchup against the Jags. Indeed. So is Martin. Oh, okay, makes sense. We've got an AFC West matchup here. It's the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I trust the Raiders more. In all honesty, it feels weird saying that. 
Um, Chargers are blowing leads as well. They are. I mean, the Chargers doing what the Chargers do. If the Chargers just, if the Chargers just had Derwin James, mm. it's a completely different team. He is one of the best defensive players in football, and he's only really played for one and a bit seasons. He's so dangerous, um, but they don't. So I'm going Raiders. Okay, it's that simple. Martin's gone Chargers. Wow. Okay. I mean, a lot of differences here. Yeah. Next up, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they still got bad. Uh, well, they're actually talking about Cooper Rush. Who? Cooper Rush being pulled off the practice squad. I mean, instead of the nooch. That's the f- disrespect you're hearing. I don't. I don't like having a quarterback called Rush. No, <laughs> no I, I'm going Steelers on that one. Okay. Well, Martin's gone for the Steelers. Yeah, obviously. You have to. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins are at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. I love Calamari. I think he's brilliant. So, um, I thought you said Calamari. I was like, what's nah. that got to do with this? There's no seafood in Arizona. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like seafood, so I'm going, going, Calamari. going to Dolphins. Calamari. <laughs> Garlic bread. Uh, you're you going go. for the Cardinals? Yeah, I'm going Cardinals. Going Calamari. I love Calamari. Good for you. Martin's also <laughs> gone for for the Cardinals. Yeah. So two games left. Dolphins first... Dolphins don't work well in the desert. There's no water. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing oh, bad. Den- this gave me a neck ache. You've been doing bad Danucci jokes all night. It's not, Give it's me not that. A joke, it's an impression. Yeah, it's still terrible. You ever heard him it's talk? A... No. It does not sound Italian. It sounds exactly like that. It does not. <laughs> it's from Oregon. He sounds Canadian, if anything. Hey, you from Oregon's. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what his accent is. A hundred percent. It sounds like a terrible Sopranos mm-hmm. accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went for a Schwitz. The Saints are at the Buccaneers. Bucks. Old man fight round two. NFC South. Combined age of over eighty. Yes. Wow. Um, Bucks. I think the Bucks have a better defensive front um, that has more of a chance of getting to Breeze than the other way around. Okay. Well, Martin's gone for the Saints. Mm. Another difference. Seven. Vive la difference. And the Monday night game. Yeah. Get ready for this one. It's the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Jets. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I will not pick Jets for the next decade. Uh, no, I'm going Patriots. I like the Jets. Um, but I can't. Like, prime can't time pick. Monday night game. AFC, Again, AFC Fox are going to wish up. that they got change on that. So last week's uh, Sunday night game was the Eagles Cowboys, and that was a shit the bed. <sighs> I mean, they're still going to get ratings because it's the Cowboys and it's mm-hmm. America's team. Um, and this don't time say America's team. It's not. It's true though. It's not. The more neutrals, and this is a fact, more neutrals from other states support the Cowboys than any other team. Ridiculous. It's true though. It's like the Yankees. You guarantee you go anyway. You go you go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you'll see some fool wearing a Yankees hat. <laughs> Absolutely. You go to Slough, and you'll see someone wearing a Yankees hat. It's true. And if you go to any Wembley game, the, the shirt you see more than any other, Dallas. It always is. Doesn't so, feel like that. Feels like bloody Patriots, doesn't it? Uh, no, no, I don't think it was because we when we when we went the fir- first time, I went. And there was talk of doing the the bingo where you try and see everything away, and um, it was. Uh, I remember seeing lots and lots of Dallas. Most of them were Ezekiel Elliott as well. 
Who's winning the game? Patriots? Uh, Patriots, yeah. Martin's gone Patriots. Yeah. You can't pick the Jets unless you're Helen. I mean, I... <laughs> Helen, Although, does, Helen does one thing. Wins. She does win. <laughs> Got to start listening to her more. Um, so six differences in total. That's what I make it as. I would say the Jets have got half a chance in this game. Um, I mean, no, that's not true, but okay. They have got half a chance. Well, no, they haven't. Patriots just lost three in a row. Yeah, but there's, there's one fundamental thing that you're missing. It's the Jets. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. Who's the head coach? <laughs> you can make no gaze for this being a win. Oh, well done. Yeah, I know. Well done. Um. Yeah, I I genuinely can't. I there's nothing I would like to see more than the. Could you imagine the Jets beating the Patriots on Monday Night Football? Mm. I mean, I just stopped watching the NFL. The NFL's done. It's completed. It's finished. Every you know everyone's happy. Everyone can just walk away from the sport and yeah. start watching it from now. They on. go into a bye week. Oh, all high, and then they win. Go into a bye week. Winners. Imagine seven games. Imagine if that win lost them. Trevor Lawrence. I love the fact that I love for anyone who doesn't know, Trevor Lawrence is coming out of college and a lot of people saying this guy's a generational talent, he's the new yeah. way, he's brilliant. There's still parts about his game I'm not too keen on, but he is a massive, massive talent. And yeah. the Jets are obviously going to be the first overall pick and now he's talking about not declaring for the draft. Which no, I love. I think they're saying he's going to. No, I know he's go- he's, going he's going to. to. Um, but there's talk of him not uh, thinking twice about it, which I absolutely love, and that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, there we go. Those are the picks uh, for week nine. Oh, last thing we've got to do, Dave, I was about to sign off. Yeah. The bets. Yeah, give me your money. No, you give me yours. So what have you bet on? No, you go first. I always, make, right. sure, always right. make sure the woman comes first. Well, that's not true for a start. And second, I'm not a woman. <laughs> you better do it inside two minutes. I haven't on. even told you my pronouns yet. <laughs> so, I've got, again, I've gone for, gone for what works. I've gone for a three-team hacker. Oh, that's so boring, though. No, no, but these are teams that have got longer odds. Mm-hmm. So the first one, can't believe I'm doing this, the New York Football Giants. Okay. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I picked the Giants. Giants to bit the team. I picked the Giants in the... Uh, in the picks just now, in yeah. In the picks, yeah. Uh, I've gone for the Lions to beat the Vikings. Oh, you are literally my hero right now. <laughs> and well, if I'm a hero for that one, how about the Denver Broncos? you gone with the Broncos? Yeah. I hope you win. To beat the Falcons. That leg of it. <laughs> uh, again, a £1 bet, 15 to 1 odds, so I get £16.21 if I win this. All right, so a pound on 15 to 1, did you say? Yeah. 15 point something to 1. Yeah. And so up £16.21 winnings if it comes in. Okay, fair play. Uh, so, I mean, I like that bet. Thanks. I do like that bet. There you um, go, not boring. Nope. Uh, it's still boring. Three team, boring. Three team accumulator is boring. But it I wasn't like the Chiefs, the Steelers, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's not a bad bet. So I've gone for a six team accumulator. Right. Um, I would have put the Steelers in there, but odds weren't available at this point, which was, <laughs> which was a bit weird. I mean, it would have bumped it up from 12.5 to 1 to 12.6. Yeah, to exactly. It's one of those like ones. That. It's, just, it's more of a number, isn't it? Than yeah. So it's like a fill. Every, every accumulator you ever do for football will stick Celtic in there. Just boost it up just a, just a touch. Not <laughs> yeah. much, just, just a touch. Um, so also, what, one thing I forgot to mention. So I did uh, an accumulator for Helen's bet. That she put on all of them last week, all right. and it came out at uh, 
I think if you put a fiver on you, you've got 1.9 million back. That's mostly the Jets, though. That is mostly, mostly Jets, the Jets, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got a 16 accumulator on. Um, Packers at 49ers, which seems a bit of a uh, sensible one for me. Oh, this is a bit um, Kansas at the Panthers. Ravens at the Colts. Uh, Seahawks at the Bills. Raiders at Chargers. And then pesky Patriots at the Jets. Well, I do hope you lose on that Ravens bet. Uh, if it comes to half time, I may be cashing out. <laughs> Maybe cashing well, be, out before even the Patriot game is happening on Monday night. I mean, what's the what's the rules on that? Are you allowed to cash out? Yeah, sure. I've already cashed out once this season. Mm. Sometimes they don't. What I've had times like this week when I wasn't able to cash out on my accumulator. Yes, uh, so th- last week's I wasn't able to cash out. Because you can't cash out on games where, or I use Bet365. Well, seriously losing. No, 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 no. I mean, I could have bet out for one of mine for a pound this week, and I thought, what's the bloody point? Because mm-hmm. uh, it was all about the Rams. Um, but no, so I use Bet365, uh, use Paddy Power, I think. Mm-hmm. Other sites are available. Yeah. Odds are the same every week. Until they sponsor me, and then in yeah. which case I'm going to start screaming about Paddy Power every yeah. time. Odds, odds are the same on on almost all betting sites when it comes yeah. to the NFL the only benefit for Bet365 is they pay out automatically if you go if a team goes 17 points ahead even if they then go back and lose which this season is a this season's crazy it's a big advantage yeah. um, so I had to pay out earlier on in the season uh, on the Falcons On this was on another bet that I did and then the Falcons went on <laughs> shit the bet which I was <laughs> delighted about um, but no so I because I put the plus nine uh, plus 19 points on the Jets it meant I couldn't cash out on that bet because mm-hmm. you can't cash out on those ones it's only on the actual game line so you can cash out early on so not great unfortunately there we um, go but yeah so I've done my six so far this season I've got total winnings of £56.67 um, I've won three bets lost four Jim's won one lost six but you had £24 from that one win so technically your wins are on average worth more than mine there you go bigger yeah. balls end on positive <laughs> it's not about having bigger balls mate it's the bit that's next to it it's, it's the chap that sits above that you need to worry about no, no one wants giant balls and a little you know <laughs> wow okay well on that note you've got to subscribe yeah I mean after that yeah, I can no not want to listen it, to right? a discussion on Jim Scrotum I mean it's what everyone wants to hear not necessarily Mike oh god damn it <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the pod do whatever you can to get the word out there. Help us out. You know, send us money. Lord knows I need it. Get a Jim and the King, t- uh, Jim and the King tattoo if you want. <laughs> I mean, anyone that does that, I will, I will pay you all of the I money. I mean, I wouldn't my, do it in my betting account. You get if someone if someone goes and gets a Jim and the King tattoo, I will give you thirty nine pounds and sixty eight pence. I think I'd give them all the win- uh, yeah, all the winnings from my yeah, betting yeah. this year would go towards that tattoo. It has to be a real one as well. Terms, <laughs> yeah. of, terms of conditions apply. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make sure you're checking out jimandtheking.com uh, for all of our stuff on there. Uh, on Twitter, at jimandtheking, at denverdave30, at NFL Fan Support. Yeah, just hope you're enjoying it, guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here and ready for, for week 10. So until then, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave, and thank you so much for listening. Akuna Boonam. Bless you. That is not how it goes. That is. And Albert O. Akuna Boonam. What a wonderful phrase. (laughs) 